I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Jace Medical. Um, in this uh, first hour, we're going to be talking about war and what's coming. And, oh, it's terrifying. Um, but things are not getting better with China. And we rely on China for most of our medications. Don't worry about it, though. Sure. Um, we already are having shortages of antibiotics, and we rely on China for 18 out of the 21 antibiotics that we use. Really dangerous. Jace Medical is there, and I urge you to do this now. You'll get uh, five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses. Um, go to Jace, J-A-S-E medical.com. Enter the uh, code Beck at checkout for a discount on your order. It's promo code Beck at J-A-S-E medical.com. Be prepared. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Coming up this hour, I have Andy Biggs on. He is leading the charge against sending any more anything to Ukraine. Is that popular or unpopular? Wait until I show you some polls. And now the Biden administration is uh, freaking out because they were just in Ukraine saying America stands behind you. But that's not what the polls are showing. We'll get to that. Also, some disturbing news on multiple fronts that you must be aware of. We'll do that in 60 seconds. So you're standing there at the coffee machine, breathing in the scent of, you know, a new morning, planning out your day, planning things out. Looks looks a lot different ever since you started to take pain into account with everything that you do. So your day, what's it entail? It's not like it it's not like you wouldn't like to be more active. You know, you used to be a real go-getter. Now, maybe a year into it, you're bending your will the way your pain wanted. What if I told you that you didn't have to do that anymore? You could stand at the uh, coffee pot and be making plans of all the things you used to do. You could get your life back. It's relief factor. Try the three-week quick start now, only $19.95. It's a trial pack developed by doctors. You do three weeks. Take it as directed. 70% of the people after three weeks go on to order more. Just try it. $19.95. It's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. All right, there is a... Uh, a new story uh, that is out from Memory. Memory is a great organization that translates all of the stuff on um, 
Saudi Arabian, Qatar, and uh, all Arabic-speaking uh, channels because they don't say the same things in Arabic that they will in English. But I want you to be very well aware of what is being said there. There is just a um, an interview that happened on Al uh, Arabia. It's a network from Saudi Arabia, and it was with Alexander Dugan. It just happened on the 23rd, and I just got the translation for it. Dugan said, and all of this is a quote, This is a very dangerous war since Russia cannot lose it. This will bring Russia to its end. Russia cannot say, fine, we'll give up the areas we've taken over. Such a thing would lead to a domestic explosion and Russia would find itself in a civil war. Russia cannot lose under any circumstance since a single step backward would lead to a thousand step backwards. Um, Russia will fight to the end because we simply cannot stop. We cannot lose and we will not be satisfied until Ukraine is fully liberated from the pro-NATO political elites, regardless of the cost. This is what we will consider a victory. Russia itself will not use nuclear weapons, so it has no reason to threaten nuclear war. However, there will be such a threat if Russia begins to lose, and in such a case, Russia may use nuclear weapons. So if Russia is allowed to win the war, this would still constitute a victory for the West and defeat for Russia, except Russia would survive and humanity would be saved. However, in either scenario, there will be no Ukraine. It will disappear if we win, and it will disappear along with all of humanity if a nuclear apocalypse begins. Even if we imagine a Ukrainian victory, after so many people die and the infrastructure is completely destroyed, no one will be ready to rebuild this huge country. Therefore, Ukraine does not actually exist. If only we had refrained from destroying the Soviet Union or had broken the necks of Gorbachev and Yeltsin at the right time. In my opinion, this is Alexander Dugan on Saudi Arabian television that has just been translated. In my opinion, the West is the source of absolute evil. Now, think, Saudi Arabia is cozying up to... Whom? China and Russia. They have already dismissed us and anything we claim on OPEC. We are no longer close allies with Saudi Arabia. What have we been saying for the longest time to the left? We've been telling the left forever. Why are you in bed with all of these horrible people that are Muslim extremists because they'll kill you first. They don't agree with, with your thing. They don't agree with Jesus. So they'll come for the Christians, but they'll probably kill you first because you are dumping filth into the uh, atmosphere, right? Listen to this. He's telling Saudi Arabian viewers, in my opinion, the West is a source of absolute evil it uses artificial intelligence to destroy the family, sex, and the nature of human beings. 
I believe that the Muslims understand me well because I believe that the West is an antichrist or no, sorry, is the antichrist. Putin does not think so at all. He sees the West as a partner who behaves very aggressively for whatever reason. But now we're at war with the West because its ally decided to fight us. But if the West did not decide to fight us, we would be supplying it with cheap oil and gas. This is apocalyptic kind of language coming from one of the guy who's been described as Putin's brain. Okay. Now, I want to give you just a little thing on just to urge you to understand what we may be facing. I don't want anybody to freak out, but I do want you to be mentally and physically prepared. The Biden administration, when they came into office, they said, we're going to reduce the role of nuclear weapons in the U.S. strategy. Oh, good. Okay, so we're doing that. Um, However, there are now four countries all aligned against America and against the West and all of them pretty evil. Iran, uh, North Korea, China, Russia. Vladimir Putin announced on the 21st that they were suspending the participation in the new start. So there's no arms treaty between the U.S. for the first time since 1972 between the U.S. and Russia. On February 19th, it was reported uh, that the International Atomic Energy Agency inspectors caught Iran enriching uranium to 84% purity. You need 90% purity. They say this is... If it hasn't happened yet, we are within days of them being able to enrich plutonium um, uh, or uranium and getting it to bomb ready. The time to act now against Iran is almost at zero. Okay, once they can do it, they can do it. Biden administration Uh, has been trying to negotiate limits on Iran's nuclear program. But then they started breaking down and cracking down on their protesters. And Biden says he's willing to use force as a last resort. But the moment of last resort is right now. And far as we know, we are not readying any military options. But the Israelis will, even if they have to go by themselves, they will. On February 18th, North Korea conducted a test of nuclear-capable intercontinental ballistic missiles. It demonstrated the ability to reach the continental U.S. This is now the third country. We have Iran, and Iran is now in negotiations with Russia to buy the intercontinental ballistic missiles from Russia, and they'll cap them themselves with their atomic bombs. Okay, so now that's three. North Korea, uh, as this uh, threat grows, the allies are of America are now worried about our credibility, and they're now starting to build their own nuclear arsenals. Uh, South Koreans are in strong support of building an independent nuclear force. 
On February 7th, the Pentagon notified Congress that China now has more ICBMs than we do. John F. Kennedy said in 1962, the only way we're safe is if we are bigger and stronger than everyone else. This is what happens when American power is diminished. I've been telling you this for years. The minute America has no credibility, not only will we rapidly come under attack from everybody who's ever hated us, but the world will spiral into chaos. You don't have to just think of, I want to add two more things to this pile, and I'm sorry to do this to you. I really am. Um, But it is, I believe, my calling to warn you of what is possibly coming. I can't say this is coming, but I, I will tell you that at this point, I can't tell whether this is a prompting or, or not. I can't tell, so I don't know if this is coming from me. And if it's coming from me, it's usually wrong. If it's a prompting, it's never wrong. But I can't tell which it is. But I feel time is running short because we could bomb Israel, not us. Israel could bomb um, Iran today. And that could start things in motion. So you need to know this. There is a nuclear complex. Do you remember in Ukraine where this nuclear complex came under Russian control for a while and everybody was worried that they were going to destabilize it and use it and shut it down? Well, unfortunately, we're now starting to consider that that could be a weapon and not even intentional. But there's a lot of fighting going on around there. If you have a Chernobyl accident from fighting, you could have it would be a, just a global catastrophe. But the thing that you the thing that I know, no, sorry. One other thing besides the nuclear catastrophe, I told you uh, that there was a ammunition storage facility in Moldova. And uh, I've heard several things about it, that it is really bad, holds Soviet era stuff. And then I've heard that it's really nothing um, and they can't be used. But it is the largest um, depository of old Soviet bombs, et cetera, et cetera. There is a Twitter account, and I, I am not claiming this to be true. It's called the Orp Open Source Intelligence Monitor. And uh, it uh, has said that the, quote, former military inspectorate of Ministry of Defense of Moldova has said the armed forces uh, of some country I've never heard of have rigged all arms depot depot within the breakaway region, including the depot with explosives. So if any military operations begin, it will cause a massive explosion. Keep your eye on Moldova. But here's the thing that you must know. Those are all the possibilities, and they are becoming more and more likely because we are looking so incredibly weak. Um, but one that I can tell you is happening and will happen, 
And you must prepare your family for this. Russian Defense Ministry, uh, a journal from the Russian Defense Ministry, says Moscow is developing a new type of military strategy using nuclear weapons to protect against possible U.S. aggression. Now, they're saying that they are developing uh, a new strategic response, and they are going with that. However, that's preparing. This is doing. This is from National Review. For the second time in a few weeks, listen to this, a federal law enforcement agency suffered a serious cyber attack. And the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services warned that Russian-linked ransomware group called CLOP had reportedly taken responsibility for the mass attack on more than 130 organizations, including the healthcare industry. Ransomware attacks are now common as rainstorms. In a busy news cycle, you might not have heard, but two federal law enforcement agencies have had serious cyber attacks this last month. CNN reported that the FBI's New York field office was investigating and working to contain malicious cyber incident, a part of its computer network in recent days, involving computer systems used in investigation of images of child sexual, uh, sexual exploitation. Then NBC News reported late yesterday that the U.S. Marshals Service suffered a security breach over a week ago that compromised sensitive information. In a statement Monday, U.S. Marshals Service spokesperson Drew Wade acknowledged the breach, telling NBC News the affected system contains law enforcement sensitive information, including returns from legal processes, uh, administrative information, uh, personally identifiable information pertaining to subjects of the U.S. Marshals investigation, third parties and employees. Wade said the incident occurred February 17th. So far, there's no indication that the two attacks are connected. However, the cyber hostage taking ransomware uh, um, that often strong arms institutions into making hefty ransom patient, uh, payments to regain access to their computer systems is now a fact of life for U.S. Uh, corporations and the government. Last week, the Department of Health and Human Services warned that Russians and Russian-linked ransomware groups like CLOP had reportedly taken responsibility for a mass attack on more than 130 organizations, including the healthcare industry. Okay, it goes on to all of this. However, there is something that you need to know that tells you everything. I'll give it to you in 60 seconds. Some things in life are so perfect, I can't imagine them being new and improved. But that's the way it's happening at my pillow. Uh, technology changes over time, even pillow technology. And it turns out that uh, some things that got invented now can make your sleep even better. It's temperature regulating thread. Michael Lindell found out about it, and he immediately had to have it in his pillows. So whether you've already gotten on board the MyPillow train with the original or are brand new to the experience, 
please check these pillows out. It's the MyPillow 2.0. MyPillow 2.0. Right now, buy one, get one free for a limited time if you use the promo code BACK. Made with temperature-regulating technology, 100% made in the USA. The pillow comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Get the buy one, get one free offer. MyPillow 2.0. Remember, it is the promo code BACK that will give you that savings. 800-966-3117 and get your MyPillow 2.0 now. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay. In last summer, I didn't know this, but a team of Russian hackers uh, known as Cold River targeted several uh, institutions, including the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratories. Now, all of these cyber attacks are connected to Russia one way or another. But if you remember, in June of 2021, Joe Biden met with Vladimir Putin and gave him clear instructions, in fact, gave him a list of critical infrastructure targets that must never be attacked. Of those 16 critical infrastructure sectors, there is public health, emergency services, and energy. Quote, I gave him a list. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have it in front of me. 16 specific entities. 16 defined as critical infrastructure under U.S. policy from energy to water systems. Of course, the principle is the one thing. It has to be backed up by practice. Responsible countries need to take action against criminals who conduct ransomware activities in their territory. Okay. All right. Uh, Is he taking that seriously? No. No. He has a list. Russian hacker. You don't do this in Russia without Putin. Russian hackers are not being stopped. They may be encouraged. It may be a state operation at arm's length. But we've already warned him. They are increasing. It is now day after day after day. That's the thing that you should worry about is our critical infrastructure, which our government is doing nothing to prepare. All we're doing is sending our money over to the most corrupt country in the world and making ourselves a bigger target. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Day after day, there are young, scared women in this country, women who are pregnant, feel that they don't have any options. Sadly, they're choosing abortion. Worse than that, forces of darkness, real darkness, have taken such deep root in this country that these women are being pressured by clinics to kill their unborn child. This is such an important thing to stop. And preborn is uh, is the number one source of ultrasounds. And they're free ultrasounds. A woman comes into a clinic and she says, I want to abort my baby. They give her an ultrasound for $28. That's the cost of a dinner. $28 that you give, preborn, gives that free ultrasound. 
Um, I, I urge you to get involved in this. Please dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 keyword baby. Or go to preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. By the way, we need prayer warriors over the next 40 hours. We really, something is happening. I can't tell you about it now, but we need divine providence on this topic. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you can save 10 bucks off Blaze TV. So last night, uh, last night I did a special on Blaze TV about should we stop all funding or should we, are we locked into war now? Are we just going to war? Uh, And I will tell you, I have never seen Lieutenant General Boykin like he was last night. He was so deeply, deeply torn it was it's amazing if you didn't see the special check it out on my youtube page youtube.com slash glenn we also did a poll last night do you support u.s past support in ukraine overwhelmingly uh 3845 votes against 346 4. do you think the u.s should provide ongoing support for ukraine four thousand votes uh saying no 200 saying yes. Do you think we're at risk of World War III? Almost 4,000 saying yes. 2,000 saying uh, no. Uh, or sorry, four, 400 saying no. Uh, do you think the U.S. should supply Ukraine with offensive weapons such as tanks and fighter jets? Overwhelmingly, again, no. Would you support U.S. aid to Ukraine if only included defensive weapons? Overwhelmingly, No. Do you think the U.S. aid should include funding for Ukrainians' pensions and schools? By the largest margin, <laughs> no. Do you think supporting Ukraine overall is the U.S. is in the U.S. best national interest? Again, overwhelmingly, no. Uh, the guy who is really leading this in Congress is Andy Biggs. Um, no more blank checks to Ukraine, and he joins us now. Hello, Andy. How are you, sir? Hi, Glenn. Good to be with you. Good to be, good with, to be with you. you. Good to be with you. I, I know people probably call you all kinds of names, uh, but <laughs> this is yes. the most important discussion that I think the Republic may ever have, because this may be, in the end, the end of the Republic if we don't get it right. Is that too, too much hyperbole? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I think, and especially in the context of so many other issues we have in the U.S., that I say I believe is uh, portending the dissolution of the, of the republic. I agree. But 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 when you think about this, um, I'm still waiting for a legitimate um, excuse. Well, I should call it a, a, a national security interest, not an excuse, yes. but a national security interest to be defined, and it hasn't happened. No, it has not happened. And I and I pressed people on it. And so, they say things. Well, it, it's a righteous war or, or we have to protect their borders it, or their their dem- democracy. You know, that's the issue. OK, so this is the most corrupt place uh, on Earth. And the Biden administration uh, was responsible for the first revolution in 20, what, 14. Uh, and 
they're George Soros, uh, Newland, all of these really dirty fingerprints are all over the uh, government there. We are sending money that is just disappearing with no oversight from inspector generals. What is really going on with this hundred billion dollars that we've most likely sent over by now? Well, we're not sure. We, we know, for instance, here's some things that people may not be aware that that um, Zelensky actually had to force out some of his own cabinet and governors of states in Ukraine because they were misusing these dollars. They were taking lavish vacations, uh, building pools. They were, you know, uh, n- new cars. Uh, you know, so why is that going on? And why are there places in Ukraine that, that you can actually live a luxurious lifestyle um, when when Zelensky's telling us it's it's not so? So we don't know. Um, I, I, I'm trying to get hold. Of, I know that there's a classified document that's supposed to have this information that it won't uh, about how the spending's gone. Uh, I have not been able to gain access to that yet, you know, uh, although we've been asking. So that's a problem. I have to tell you, this is my frickin money, too. They in Washington, they continue to spend my money which I could be doing really good things with and not buying, you know, more houses or whatever, but actually helping people. And they are robbing us blind. This is the largest theft. I'm telling you, it's going to go down in history. This time period will go down as the largest theft of of any time in any place in world history. And I'm sick of it. Uh, Well, I. I, I agree with you. I mean, uh, you, uh, here's, and, and when I talked about the context at the beginning of our discussion, d- don't forget that all the while that we're sending this money and materiel and reducing our own stockpile and our own inventory of, of weapons, both uh, uh, aggressive and defensive, uh, offensive and aggressive for the United States of America, we're actually importing ammunition now I know. to give to Ukraine. And, and, and on top of that, we are uh, increasing our national debt at a rate of about 100 to 120 billion dollars per month because uh, uh, we just spend so recklessly and and just relentlessly. We are we are actually um, eliminating United States wealth. That's what's happening today, and that is, in my mind, one of the two. Uh, major things that drive a, a republic or a great nation to dissolution is to actually erode your own uh, economy so badly that you're you're dissipating your wealth, you're killing your killing wealth, and you're killing, killing your all. growth. Yeah. Okay, so so Andy, I am with you on this, but let me push back on something that I am very concerned about. We have no juice anymore. The entire world knows we're ready for the picking. If we pull out and look even more weak than we are, China will take Taiwan and it's game over. Um, I don't want to go to war and I don't feel you're ever trapped into war. It's always a good time to say, you know what, let's not kill each other. Um, But I am very concerned about that. How, How do you address the fact that we're knee deep into it now? Walking out gives all of our uh, foes the understanding that we're even weaker than we thought. Well, the first thing I would say is they already know that. 
okay. the Biden administration. You have you have the Taliban sitting there with seven point two billion dollars worth of actually uh, a fairly new material that we just gave them under the Biden administration. But beyond that, I, I'm going to ask this, pose this question to you. Is it possible, I know this sounds conspiratorial, is it possible that Russia is engaging in a rope-a-dope strategy? It gets us, oh, yeah. it draws us further and further into Ukraine. In the meantime, China and, and Russia, and now that southern block of India, is now starting to uh, lean towards uh, Russia and China. This is after Donald Trump had made nice with India, and we had actually brought India back to having favorable feelings towards the U.S. for the first time in decades. And Biden immediately pushed India to the arms of China and Russia because he threatened sanctions on India. Uh, And so I look at it and I say, if we continue on, if China does uh, go beyond bellicosity and actually goes into uh, military uh, aggression against Taiwan and other places in the South China Sea and maybe in Southeast Asia, you begin to say, well, well, now we are totally screwed because we have not been able to actually regroup, replenish our supply of material. We've n- and, and we've not been able to take care of our own economy, uh, the needs that we need uh, to strengthen us and build us back up. I, v- I, I view this as kind of a rope-a-dope where, where uh, the Biden administration has taken us in so far. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you, you've got to say to the European nations, this is now your problem. We've spent this much money. You've spent a pittance compared to it. This is a European, it's a regional problem. Um, we never had a security interest here. We were there, you know, under false pretenses, in my opinion, but we were there. And, and uh, so you've got to deal with that. And don't forget, too, Glenn, uh, this administration has actually given hundreds of billion dollars back to Iran. We've not, no. we've basically fueled their their mission and now we're dealing with what is poor israel going to do um and are the saudis and the uae are they going to uh uh, form an alliance against iran and what are we going to deal there (laughs) the point is the biden administration has undermined our credibility around the world a strong u.s brings stability to the world a weak u.s invites bad guys around the world to destabilize the world and that's what's happened here and so i would just say the world knows we're, we're weak under this, under this administration. Yeah. It will take a strong leader to come back. So, um, and that's why I would say see some, look for action to happen before a strong leader can come back. Oh, I, I think we are in for real trouble in the next two years. I, I, I would be surprised if uh, China didn't go into Taiwan, even though they're not really ready. They know we can't do it. I was talking to somebody who is in the... Uh, private arms industry and he's just traveling the world trying to get things to be able to be shipped here and parts and everything else Um, uh, and there is such a missile shortage here in the united states we have depleted uh, this a former uh a, a former military guy he's like glenn you would not believe we we are not prepared for anything right now plus the oil reserve is at record lows i mean i it's approaching treason what's being what's going on now well you this can't not be an accident i mean it's not sheer incompetence um that that's another great point because contextually again we are energy dependent again 
we have got to become energy independent again, which would facilitate everything from re- uh, shoring up our dollars and, and reducing inflation and the cost by a good 50% of the inflationary pressure is in, in energy costs. You would actually build up our economy again. Oh, and yeah. then we could actually start. Uh, look, we've got the critical minerals, but we have just outsourced everything. everything. And so, so we're, we're dependent on the world who hates us, by the way. Andy, I've got a minute left. What can people do to support um, you know, your movement to stop uh, funding all of this stuff and sending everything over to Ukraine? You got to let your your uh, members of Congress know. I mean, there are war hawks and neocons in the Congress and also on the appropriations. You need to let the appropriations committee people know um, you'll, you can get a list at, at, at Congress.gov on who's on that committee. But uh, they need to hear from the American people to stop it, because right now there's there's not a handful. We, there's just a handful of us in Congress that are urging uh, an immediate a cessation of, of U.S. Uh, funding of, of Ukraine. Um, but it's corrupt. we got to have the voices of the American people. I mean, the, the bottom line is these people want to get reelected. They get reelected only with the help of the American people. And so the American people have to say enough is enough. Stop it. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate all the hard work that you're doing. Congressman Andy Biggs from uh, Arizona. Thanks for everything. Thanks, Glenn. You bet. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. Thanks for you. When it comes time for you to spruce up your house with some new window coverings, what do you usually turn to? Well, if you want the the job done right and hassle-free, you turn to Blinds.com. I've used them. Uh, I've used them several times, and I would never have. I mean, I might have tried them once, but I would never do it a second time. I think I've used Blinds.com maybe three times now over the years, Uh, and uh, and I certainly wouldn't be doing commercials if I... If I didn't have an unbelievable experience with Blinds.com, they make it super easy to find the right blind. They have free design consultants that'll meet with you. Like, I mean, with me, it was like we just called them and they were like, oh, yeah, let's see if we have somebody free. Happened right then. Measuring, they made super easy installation. We had it done by professionals, but they hooked us up with that. They'll do anything, the most or the least. It's up to you. This is why they have 40,000 five-star reviews online. Blind shade, shutters, drapes, save up to 40% on everything right now at blinds.com. Rules and restrictions do apply. It's blinds.com. Go there now. Glenn Beck. On this uh, front, I, I did a special last night that you really have to see. Um, and by the way, sign up for my newsletter at glenbeck.com. You're going to get all of the information from uh, last night, uh, the argument for and against. Uh, and uh, you're also, uh, also going to get a copy of all of the polls that we took uh, last night uh, and where at least this audience stands. Um, but if you watch last night's special, if you're torn about this at all, or just, you know, would like more information, just like, I, I, cause I don't think anybody's sure war is the answer. Um, if you really want to educate yourself, watch last night's special, you can find it on YouTube or blaze TV. It's on demand. 
Um, but I had General Jerry Boykin on, and I've known him for years, and I have never seen him like this. Uh, he was so angry with us and what we've done. He was the guy who's saying, we have to go in. We must complete this. And his answer was because of China. If we don't get in there and win and win quickly, China will take Taiwan. And he said, then it's just a whole new world. Um, uh, but he thinks that there's a chance that they're going to do that anyway. And he said they will do that no matter what before the next election, because we are the weakest we've ever been. And he, he, he was not talking to me as a general some of the time. He was talking to me as a man, and I've never seen him not be able to separate. He was conflicted in with honor. He's like, we're so dishonorable. Um, it's an amazing, amazing thing. By the way, uh, there's a new story out from uh, Yahoo News. To survive nuclear apocalypse, you may have to eat nothing but mushrooms, rats, and insects. And I thought, this is not new that even if we don't have a nuclear apocalypse if the wef and joe biden get their way you're going to eat nothing but mushrooms rats and insects you know because of global warming this is not a new story um so it's not a new story and it's it, people they do this all the time like mushrooms rats and insects sounds terrible but when you combine them into a stew you get a delicious, right. the, the medley of flavors. Right. It's incredible. And then some of the undesirables. And yeah, the, mix them in. Yeah, mix them in. You know? It's, uh, mm. it's, better than, it's better than, you know, human composting. It, it yeah. provides nutrients. <laughs> right. right. Right? To you, to the environment. It's just a win-win for everybody. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Last, or no, what was it? Monday or Tuesday, we had Donald Trump on. When was it? Was that last week or this week? Time is gone. Um, but we had uh, Donald Trump on, and he said something that nobody picked up on. And it was my first comment after we hung up the phone. And I said, wow, that's a first. Well, somebody at the American Thinker picked up on it as well. And I have to give you their analysis of this. It's amazing. Amazing. And I think it will show you which side you should be on. Because you need to pick a side. And I don't mean for Donald Trump, against Donald Trump, Republican, Democrat, but good or evil. Which one is it? Freedom or fascism? We go there in 60 seconds. Ever imagine back when you were just turning into an adult that you'd be where you are today? Kids, 
Maybe you have grandkids, responsibilities, assets, liabilities. I'm not selling out to the man, man. What about debt? No joke. Not kidding, folks. You remember how you always figured you weren't going to get into debt, especially credit card debt? I learned that from my, my parents. My parents cut up their credit cards, put them in a fire, and then set us down and went, these will destroy you. Uh, it's that that is it happens in life and you get behind and then you've got all this debt and you can't get out listen more and more people are getting behind and 21 percent interest on those credit cards is the average in america right now you can save 700 dollars a month by going to american financing they are a family-owned mortgage company that can take your mortgage and you get a um, you get a uh, uh, consolidation loan you take that cash pay off those uh, credit cards you could take years off of your indebtedness please you can delay up to two months of mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days and save an average of $700 a month what's not to check out here American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So D. Parker wrote in, um, in The American Thinker, maybe it's finally dawning on the fascist far left that their projection tactic has limits, and people have figured it out. Last Friday on the Glenn Beck radio program, President Donald Trump boldly stated what has been bloody obvious for quite some time, despite the lies and incessant projection. The anti-freedom far left is fascist. Given the incendiary nature of that charge, what he said was this president and his administration is fascist. Okay, it was incredible. Because I know I was called into Roger Ailes' office when I said President Obama was a liar. And he said, nobody wants to hear that. You won't make any ground on that. And I'm like, but it's true. Uh, Fascist? I would have gotten fired. Everybody. To have a former president say this president is a fascist, which I believe is true, is remarkable never i don't has that ever been said before in the united states history a former president saying something like that about a current president it's an incredible thing well um given the incendiary nature of the charge the nation's socialist media should have immediately lost it but they didn't A few short years ago, it would have been huge news, but instead there was the sound of virtual crickets. Why? Are we so divided that they aren't paying attention to the pro-freedom media anymore? Nope. Or does it portend something far worse for the anti-freedom authoritarians of the far left more than ever before? Listen to this. We'll also note they've spent decades trying to not deny that a National Socialist German Workers Party was a National Social German Workers Party. If you've had the misfortune of dealing with the far left over the past 80 years, you have been subject to their bluffing on some of the biggest lies. Uh, 
the anti-liberty authoritarians of the fascist far left have always projected their policies on the pro-freedom side of the political spectrum. They do this to divide and confuse the issue until it's too late to stop them from seizing full control over society, while boldly, without shame, accusing their political opponents of wanting to seize full control over society. They can get only limited mileage out of accusing their opponents of what they are doing before people start taking notice. That's what's happening. He's right on this. People are looking at this. And when you hear him say these people are fascists and that's why we have to silence them. You know, that's why I'm going to make these decisions without Congress. People are like, wait, I think that's what a fascist dictator does. Um, Now they're uh, on what is called in aviation circles, the back end of the power curve where they are doubly screwed because further accusations by them will be seen as admissions with their credibility destroyed. They can't even try the honesty approach. Every time I hear the president now say, honestly, folks, no, that's true. I'm not joking. I think whatever you just said was a lie. It might've been a lie about your dad and something your pop told you when you were growing up, you know, like, you know, my pop, my pop. And when I was growing up, he'd always sit me down and say, he said to me, Donald Trump will be the end of this country. Like your dad was dead before, (laughs) you know, and they were that obvious. Uh, But make no mistake, uh, the uh, article goes on. They are fascist, despite the circular argument denials. If you spend any time around the anti-freedom far left, no doubt you've heard most of the excuses. They usually revolve around the uh, false assertion that they can't be fascist because they can't be fascist. Oh, okay, All right. Now, let me ask you. What is a fascist? What is the definition of fascism? Fascism is uh, public private partnerships. Communism takes everything, but fascism lets people have the illusion that they own their own companies, but they're just directed by the state and told what to do. And the banks are told exactly who they can lend to, et cetera, et cetera. And you can have all of that stuff. But the minute you run afoul of what the state wants, you're done. He points out in this article, and I didn't even know this. This is so good. Uh, He said the stark reality is their ideology is built around public-private partnership characterized by one of the original thinkers of this, Mussolini, and Italy. He said it is um, epitomized by the labor charter, which was described in a front-page article in the New York Times, April 2nd, 1927. It's fascists proclaim charter of labor. Now, listen to this. This is from the New York Times, 1927. Rome, April 21st. The fascist charter of labor embodying the fundamental principles of the fascist syndicalist state, which is being based primarily upon the theory of replacing the class struggle by a fruitful cooperation between capital and labor 
under direct state control. It was promulgated uh, tonight by Premier Mussolini at a special meeting of the Fascist Grand Council. The underlying idea of the Charter of Labor is that the state's undisputed right to directly control all forces of production, acting only as the guardian of both capital and labor, and establishing equality of rights and duties between them, compelling them to carry out their tasks for the common good, punishing infractions and maintaining peace between all of them at any cost. Huh. Does that sound like what Donald Trump is doing? Or does that sound like the Great Reset and Build Back Better? That is exactly what they are doing. Exactly what they're doing. So now let's just take this a little further. Does a fascist say more speech, not less? No. A fascist says my speech and any speech that agrees with me or no speech. Does a does a fascistic school system say to the parents? You uh, you have Control of your own child. Your child is your child. We're only here to assist you. Or does a fascistic uh, school uh, administration actually say, no, we're in charge of your of your child. You don't have rights to your child. We, because we are with the state, we decide what's right for your child. Listen to this. Island of Man government suspended sex education at schools after a drag queen allegedly forced a student to leave class for refuting the concept of 73 genders. So this kid said, that's not true. I think it was fifth grader. It's not true. He was forced to leave because this drag queen said, how dare you say this? A petition from parents and students have called for an immediate investigation into the curriculum. Uh, They wrote, we consider the attendance of a drag queen in class and alienating students clearly confused about the information discussed during this uh, session wholly inappropriate. The children as young as 11 were taught by a drag queen and told there were 73 genders. One kid raised her hand and said, this isn't true, and it's upsetting to me. That student was asked to leave. Now, that's happening over in the island of man, this little teeny island. That You know this is happening in our schools. And we are under the belief that we still really have control of our schools. The Department of Education needs to be abolished. Every teacher that wants their credibility should quit their teacher's union under Randy Weingarten. Quit. Otherwise, you have no credibility with me. I'm sorry. But we're, that, we're at that point. <sighs> Try this on for size. There is an Arizona bill that would ban lewd books in schools. Now, remember, who is the one banning books? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory has been edited and published 
not to what Raul Dahl wanted it to be, but to what the left wants it to be. Okay? That's, those aren't his words. That's like going in and, and changing Shakespeare and saying, well, he didn't really mean that. I, I think it's better if we do this. You don't do that. And not for clarity. Not because maybe he uses an old-timey word that we don't yeah, understand. Yeah. For agenda purposes. For agenda. And t- sometimes changing the story. Yes. Changing the actual Correct. function of what that Correct. paragraph was intended to do. Okay, so the uh, Arizona Senate Education Committee is having a hearing. And a teacher came up and was speaking at the hearing. Now, which one is the fascist? Which one is the fascist? The one that says these books and we've got audio. I'm not going to play it. We have audio of an 11 year old testifying, just reading one of these books. And it is the most uncomfortable thing that you've ever heard. Okay, it should not be coming out of the mouth of an 11 year old. And she got down. She said, look. I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. We have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? Are we vetting their backgrounds to be parents? Are we allowing parents to choose the curriculum and the books that our children are going to read? That is a mistake. And I'm speaking from the heart. No, you're speaking from the position of authority that you have given yourself because you believe you're better than everyone else, that you have jurisdiction over my children because you have a certificate. Go to hell. Now, am I the fascist for saying, ah, that's fascism right there. That's fascism. A group of people who say they know better making the decisions for my family and my children and cutting me out because I'm not qualified. That is fascism. More in a minute. First, let me tell you about Rough Greens. If you have a dog, uh, you know that he or she just isn't a dog or a pet. It's a family, family member. If you're a good pet owner, you care about your dog's health and happiness. And it starts at the basic level. What kind of nutrition is he getting? You know that kibble food is uh, some of the worst. I mean, it it is by law uh, mandated that it has to be able to sit on a store shelf for two years without degrading. Okay, Uh, there's nothing there's nothing alive in that. Okay, there's nothing. All the good stuff has been baked right out of that long ago. Rough Greens is not a dog food, but it is a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. And you sprinkle it on whatever your food that you are feeding your dog. If you're feeding your dog kibble food, this is a must. It has vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and antioxidants. You name it. If it is healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. The dogs love it. My dog does. Everybody who I know has Rough Greens. They all say the same thing. My dog eats. It's great. But you'll also see really amazing changes in your dog over the next six months or a year. I think it went for at least a year, year and a half before he kind of settled into that healthy dog thing. It was shocking, the differences I saw in my dog. 
roughgreens.com slash Beck, R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. You go there now, you get your first bag free. You just pay for shipping, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or you can call 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. So let's continue our conversation on who's the fascist. Who's your fascist now, see? Who's the fascist? The ADL, which has lost all credibility. A new report from the ADL. The headline was all 25 U.S. extremism related murders last year were linked to U.S. right-wing extremists. Really? Wow. Now, this was printed not only by the Associated Press, but in Canada, the United Kingdom, India, okay? It's right-wingers that are doing all this. For example, 10 out of the 25 extremist murders last year were uh, uh, killed by Peyton Genron. He's the guy in Buffalo, They labeled him a right-winger. Really? In his own handwriting, explaining the attack, this Buffalo mass murder labeled himself an eco-fascist national socialist and part of the mild, moderate, authoritarian left. But the ADL says that he is a right-winger. He hated capitalists he he did it because he says they're destroying the environment and you know we should just have fewer people does that sound like anything you've ever heard from from anybody on the right from any conservative no i hear that at the wef i hear that from people in this administration I hear that from Eric Holder uh, or uh, uh, Holdren. What's his name? Uh, the envi- no, no, no. The other guy, the environmentalist Holdren. Uh, Holdren. Yeah. Uh, I hear it from Holdren. The world has too many people. It wouldn't be bad if a bunch of people died. I heard that just from James Cameron recently. That's not right wing. You you have to decide which is the light. And which is the dark? Then they say uh, Anderson Lee Aldrich in Colorado Springs. He was a right winger. He accounted for five more of the 25 murders. Um, His attack happened at an LGBTQ plus bar. And that was white supremacist. Uh, You know, he was a white supremacist, had his web uh, um, website. But that doesn't mean you're right wing. You know, uh, white supremacists, you know. Traditionally speaking, the Klan came from the Democrats. That would be left-wing, right? But they leave out that uh, the murderer is non-binary and uses the pronouns they and them. Now, I don't think I ever heard from Rush Limbaugh or Donald Trump what his pronouns were other than he and him. This is a plot, and which one is the fascist? 
Our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. Kent lives in Arkansas. Every time it would rain, he'd be in so much pain that he just wanted to crawl into bed and cry. I have to tell you, I am so much like that. Uh, the only time my pain really comes roaring back is when we have a dramatic change. Good thing Texas never has 80 degrees and then 20 degrees the next day. Arrgh! Anyway, uh, he said that wasn't the worst of it. The truth is Kent never had a day where something didn't hurt. By the time he stumbled on the drug-free relief factor uh, while listening to this show, he was awfully close to ending it. You know, just I'm, I'm in despair. I'm just not going to go on. He said, I, I was at the point where I said, I'm never going to have a good day again. But he heard me and he tried it. And you know what? Not even a rainy day gets to him anymore. His pain started to disappear, and it's been kept at bay ever since. Kent got his life back. Will you please try this? Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Or call 800, the number 4, relief. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, what is the definition of a fascist? What what does it mean if you're called a fascist? Well, it uh, it means public-private partnership. That privately people can own whatever they want, but they have to do certain things uh, that the government tells them to do or they're in trouble. Now, try this. President Biden's plan to plow billions of dollars into semiconductor manufacturing represents a sharp turn in American economic policy, one aimed at countering China by building up a single critical industry. But Biden is going even further. He's using the money to change how corporations behave. If semiconductor manufacturers want a piece of the $40 billion from the administration, they will need to provide child care for their employees run their plants on low emission sources of energy, pay union wages for construction workers, shun stock buybacks, and potentially share certain profits with the government. That is a public-private partnership. That is the definition of fascism. If you're not clear on that, you need to do some more homework. Now, look at... Look at what we have in front of us today from the New York Times, Washington. One of President Biden's most ambitious proposals, a $400 billion program to forgive student loan debt for 40 million Americans could become the latest victim of a legal tug of war with the Supreme Court over the powers of the presidency. Over the powers of the presidency. Conservative justices on the court signaled Tuesday that they are deeply skeptical that Mr. Biden has the power to wipe out such vast amount of student debt. What? How was our government set up? There are three branches and they're all checks and balances. The reason we're out of balance is because Congress and the founders never saw this happening, gave their power to the executive branch. So it's like a merging of 
of two branches into one. It's just a showpiece. You don't hear them actually debate. There's like six people that come up with the bills. Then they force people to uh, vote uh, yes for them. They're not informed of what the bill even is. That's not representational government. You got six people in the Congress and they're doing the bidding of the administration. And all the bills that passed, they just give more money to the administration. And then the administration makes the laws and the rules that you have to live by. Again, that is fascism. So he's saying that he can just wipe out the debt of 40 million Americans. Our checks and balances system is broken because Congress is no longer a check on the president. The president is no longer a check on Congress. And now it's just Congress is the administrative state and the last holdout hope for the Constitution, which the job of the Supreme Court is to say is this constitutional or not? It is definitely not constitutional for the for the executive office to have the most power. Uh, he said, the New York Times goes on. It was not the first time the court has suggested that Mr. Biden has overstepped his authority. He didn't overstep it. He seized it. There's a siege on the Constitution. Uh, but this case has the potential to curtail Mr. Biden's ambitions, just as newly empowered Republicans in the House have vowed to block his every move in Congress. During Mr. Biden's first two years in office, court blocked him from enacting key parts of his agenda, including sweeping measures to address climate change, vaccine requirements at large companies and a ban on evictions uh, during the pandemic. Look, the conservative court will say the president cannot do this. And, uh, you know, the left should celebrate because, I mean, unless you know something about the elections I don't know and you're denying, when uh, the next election comes and, God forbid for you, it's a Republican, you don't want the president to have this kind of power. We don't want the president and the administrative state to be able to control every aspect of your life, period. This is something that all Americans used to understand and all Americans used to stand for. I so strongly disagree with you, but I will fight to my last breath for your ability to say it. We used to understand if there is a civil rights abuse anywhere on anyone, it's a civil rights abuse on everyone. But we don't do that anymore. Why? Because the parties knew they could weaponize us. We're being used. Now, fascistic. Why is our Second Amendment in existence? I don't ask you to agree with it or not. Why is it in existence? It wasn't because of sports. It was to protect yourself against an out-of-control government. That's clear why they put that in there. Because the king wanted to take away everybody's arms. Okay? So you have no power against a king. And I can't stand the argument that says, oh, you know what? Well, we got fighter jets and everything else. Well, the Taliban sure held up, didn't it? Huh. 
They, wow, they're in charge of the country now. Why? Be- not because they had a big missile program, but because they had small arms. So, why do we have that? For protection against an out-of-control government. What is the very first thing that fascists do when they get into office? They abolish the right to bear arms in country after country after country. Once they disarm people, then it's over. They can do whatever they want because they no longer fear the backlash because they no longer fear you at the ballot box. That's clear. The only thing they fear is there's more of us than there is of them. Biden said yesterday that he is going to abandon salt weapons and high capacity magazines come hell or high water. He then um, uh, announced that the Justice Department would give $231 million to states used for crisis intervention. Now, that is that means strengthen the red flag programs. These awards will support the kinds of crisis intervention programs that we know that will save lives and help protect children, families and communities across the country against senseless acts of gun violence. That's not true. That's not true. Red flags, red flags, he said, will only save lives if community members effectively use this tool. Today's announcement gives states funding to educate the public about extreme risk protection orders that train law enforcement and other officials regarding this intervention. This means I'm in a divorce. My wife knows how much guns mean to me. She could say he's a danger to us and the family, and I don't even get a chance to respond. They're just gone. They're gone. Are you kidding me? Did you ever read anything about the Stasi? When the police have control and you can just swear out something and say, I'm I'm telling you, I saw this. And they can come in and take it from you and you don't have any right left. You're in fascism. You're in a gulag state. By the way, we have armed We have armed the USDA. We have armed federal agents that are going out and talking to farmers with cows. Why? Why? Why do we have this? This state is growing out of control. Right now, yesterday, we are asking for emails involving Trump, you know, amongst the FBI. The FBI said, we can't do that. It's going to take us six years. No, it's not. No, it's not. You've got a heap of money. Hire a bunch of people. Get it done. When is somebody just going to say, get it done? Marilyn Garland, he wants to grow it even more. He said, we just don't have enough personnel. We just need to hire more FBI agents. No, we don't. There's a probe on Capitol Hill into January 6th. We now know that the FBI was involved. We still can't get any answers, but we know they were involved. We know that they had information. They know we know now the Capitol Police had the information. We know that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer had that information, that this was a real and credible threat. And yet the police and FBI did nothing. 
Why is that? Why is that? Is it so hard to believe that maybe they thought, well, we can put them down, but this will cause so much trouble? God only knows. Maybe they will kill Mike Pence. (laughs) How great would that be for our side? Not that Mike is dead, but we could say, look at these killers. They immediately, immediately started calling it the worst attack since the Civil War. They knew they wanted it. They'll use it. The FBI is a tool now for the fascistic state. Unfortunately, I have to say, you know, I've, I just read a story yesterday from, uh, I don't remember which news organization it was, but it was talking about how the FBI agents, well, there's one in today's story too, uh, in today's headlines. By the way, get my show prep every day. There's so much I don't have time to cover. Today's show prep is unbelievable. Um, just get it. Sign up for it. It's free at glenbeck.com. It's free. Glenbeck.com. Please, if you want to stay informed, read that every morning. But there's a story in there uh, today about how the FBI agents were fighting the FBI brass over the Donald Trump thing. And they were told, sit down and shut up. Well, you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I, I think all of you need to be out of a job. If I were president, I would clean house and shut the FBI down. If I was president, here's my policy. Have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? Reset to factory settings. And there's just not enough of you that are willing to speak out. What is it going to take before you will admit the corruption? Because the more corrupt it becomes, the more corrupt you become. I just urge you, tolerate no lives, uh, no lies in your life. No lies. If there is corruption in your life, get rid of it. Clean it up. Stand Where God wants you to stand because fire is coming and only the things that have already been purified, the refiner's fire, it burns out all the infection. It burns out all of the imperfections in in things like gold. That refiner's fire is coming to each of our lives. Clean it out now because that fire does not destroy things that are true and good memories can be kind of a time travel back into the past old photos home videos they can transport you instantly back to a time in the past and it'll make you feel as though you're you're really there i got to show you these photos remember we were talking about bb king yesterday uh uh-huh. oh yeah i've got the bb king photos oh you will not believe it anyway <laughs> uh, i had to send them into legacy box because i i you know i'm losing everything um, and we started what about a year ago with uh, mom and dad's photos because they're a lot older and their videotapes. Now we've got to start really buckling down and getting ours finished. Legacy Box will help you do that. You must be your family's archivist. It is so important. 
Put your photographs, your old videotapes and everything else in a box that they'll send you. And they do the hard work of digitizing it, putting on a flash drive or CD or on the cloud, however you want it. And then it's preserved forever. It's safe and sound, as are the originals. They come back to you. They never leave the country and they come back to you safe and sound. For a limited time only, you can get a legacy box by going to LegacyBox.com slash Beck at a 50% discount. That's huge. LegacyBox.com. Shop now. Get the 50% off. The sale's not going to last long. You don't have to send it in right away. They'll send you the box and send when you're ready. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Welcome back to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Um, you know, when you talk about cashless bail, you know, it's people that are hauled in and, uh, you know, they've done something. Maybe just beat up a homeless person or something simple like that. And then they get no bail and they go out and beat somebody else up in the subway. Right. Happens all the time. All the time. King County Judge. King County Judge. This is in Seattle. Released a man pre-trial who was accused of killing one person and shooting six others in downtown Seattle. He may be walking the streets of Seattle today. He's going to have to wear an ankle bracelet and oh. live with his grandmom. Well, you can't shoot someone with an ankle bracelet on. I know, I know. Um, the uh, Seattle Times attributes the chief criminal judge, Karen Donahue, for doing this. He's uh, not yet been convicted of the crime. Uh, which caused one death and six injuries. But he also has a history of violating court orders and a rap sheet that includes illegal gun possession. Oh, um, and by the way, um, he's also uh, also been charged with um, spousal abuse. So he's violent mm. to people. This is great. Great. Package. This is good. I think in Seattle, you know, how many people do you have to murder? How many people do you have to? almost kill because you were on a shooting rampage and at least have to have bail to get out now they keep saying oh we're not gonna defund the police but they don't run away from end cash bail that's something they're they're locked into and admitting to this day and that is probably the two biggest problems that are causing violence in our cities So, Steve Krakauer, a friend of mine, uh, he's a producer with Megan Kelly. He used to work for uh, for me at the Blaze. 
he's noticed something about the media. He says they're a little bit untrustworthy. Uh, and he's written a book uh, to, to explain what might be going on. Maybe, if you've noticed that too, you, uh, you might want to read this book. He's on with us here in 60 seconds. Want to know an important lesson I learned somewhere along the way? Life isn't just about me. Ah, yeah. I think I learned that when I sobered up. I'm not sure. It's about my kids. It's about my grandkids. It's about your family. It's about all of us together. People are the only thing that make any difference. Lifeboats, okay, get in the lifeboat. Yeah, the Titanic is sinking, great. We can build another one of those as long as we have the people. That's the only thing, you know, she threw at the end. I remember James Cameron in his documentary on the Titanic when the old lady threw the heart of the sea into the sea and I thought she knows it's about people. All right, listen, you want to take care of the people around you? There's so many things that could, well, I don't know, happen tomorrow that could put us into a tailspin and uh, food might become a problem for you. Maybe because it's just too expensive. My Patriot Supply is the way for you to have your your family prepared for anything, even if it's just a snowstorm. Or, hey, today at 5 o'clock, did you see? They, they say maybe conditions for tornadoes Yay. here in Texas, Grand. which I love. I don't find them spooky at all. Anyway, um, each, um, each three-month emergency food kit that you order, it comes uh, with a, uh, a bonus. And that is all the things that you might need, $200 value, all the things that you need in an emergency. And it comes with each kit so everybody in the family would have uh, enough to be prepared. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Go there now. Steve, when you were, when did you, when did we work together? We would, I was here from 2013 to 2015, including working right here in this, uh, down, down the were. hall in the studio for, uh, for a couple of years. Oof. You were here in the dark days. Yeah. <laughs> dark days of eight the years dark ago. Dark days. And now you went to Megan Kelly. I think yes. she's hired everybody who's ever worked with me. Uh, yeah, Natasha, who's doing yeah, great. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. doing great. I yeah. love her. Um, what's it like to work for Megan? Megan's fantastic. I, I really, you know, I, I was such a fan of hers for, for years. I, I, yeah, me I first too. met her, I think, in 2009 on her Fox show. And just to see the evolution of what she's done. And now really being on the outside, but having... That, that real power when mm -hmm. it, that comes with the independent media these days. Um, it's just been great. You know, really, I, I think we, we go anywhere. We touch any of the third rails. She loves that, eats that up. And, and I think we're, you know, we, we can connect with an audience in a way that I think you just, you just can't in traditional media anymore. She so. is one of the people that I think um, a good number of people trust. Yeah. Because it's not just her agenda. I, I really believe that she's wrong about something. Boy, I got that one wrong. Right. You know, that doesn't happen in media. No, no. I think that so much of the corporate press these days, and I, I write about it a lot in Uncovered, is so just panicked about the state of the business and about the, their standing in terms of like institutional power that that they they refuse to correct the record when they get it wrong, to acknowledge it, to have any so introspection. Help us out, because Stu and I were talking about it, um, uh, what, yesterday or the day before? If they just said, wow, do we get it? We get it. Okay. 
we are screwing this up. We made this mistake, this mistake, and we're going to take steps to correct those so it doesn't happen again. But we get it and we admit that there's been a problem that would do so much to restore even a hope of credible days coming your way. Right. But they won't do it. Do they are they afraid? Do they do they just not get it? Are they so arrogant that they think, no, America is wrong? Yes, I, I think that there's a there's a huge portion of that. You know, I, I after Trump was elected wow. in November 2016, which I actually do think was this really seminal moment. I talked to people in the book about how I mean, it was no one in that newsroom in New York and D.C. believed that was even possible. So this happens. And then I, I end up writing this proposal, this idea that, of, you know, how can you see in the media that you're blind spots? And I called in all my favors. This was April of 2017. Mm. Went to CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, and said, "Look, here's a little proposal on on maybe how you can reconnect, how you can have some introspection, and, and talk to the people, see what what was maybe missed." And there was a little bit of interest, but ultimately, you know, passed. And and that was really what turned into this book because it was <laughs> it, it's it's a, something that's missing. And, and frankly, Glenn, I think what happened was instead of accepting that they missed something. They not only turned against Trump and the administration in, in a very strong and obvious way, but against the people that put him yeah. there. And that's just going the opposite direction. It is funny. I didn't know you were doing that. I did the same thing. And uh, I remember talking to Chuck, Chuck Todd, and I said, Chuck, huge blind spots here. Yeah. Huge blind spots. And, uh, you know, just don't continue down this path. I'd like to sit and talk with you or anybody else that would be interested so you can understand the other side. All they really wanted to do was, nobody took me up on it, but when I would talk to them on the phone, all they wanted to do was say, this was crazy. I guess we are missing something, right. but that guy's crazy. And, and then they just double down on it. I think we, we see it, though, literally by geography. I mean, we're, we both live in Dallas. You know, We're outside of the New York and D.C. establishment, I think, by design. And you see people every day that have complicated, messy points of view. A lot of people I know who were gay and supported Trump. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. big Second Amendment supporters, but are Democrats. I mean, it's it's a mess. And so when you don't have that perspective in New York and D.C. newsrooms, that's what leads to these blind spots and and no introspection about it. You know, I know you say this in the book, and it's, it's practically a quote from Paul Harvey, who said, you want to fix the media, get them out of New York and Washington. He said, move them to Chicago. Right. Right. Yeah. Get them somewhere else in the country. Because because I, I do, you know, you talked in, in the last hour about the uh, the anti-freedom authoritarians. Yeah. And, and I, I write in the book, uh, I describe it as anti-speech activists in the media these days. Um, because I actually think it's gotten significantly worse and more pernicious in how the media has handled the, the general public since Trump left office. We saw this, I think, almost beginning. I begin the book with the Hunter Biden laptop coverage because... We now have a media that you would think the the one occupation that would care the most about free speech and the and the free flow of ideas that should be the media that should be journalists but instead it's gone the other way they have wanted to clamp down on information getting to the public we see this so much with covid and and so much in other stories where it's a real distrust in the public we we don't we don't know if you can handle this information and that's actually think that's something that's gotten worse i remember when i started here at the blaze we did this this campaign i think it was called uh, more voices not less i have a mm -hmm. t-shirt with it mm -hmm. and even then you know 2013 it was like we don't want to get rid of msnbc or the left we want to get more voices out there. Right. And, and there was a little bit of that of pushing against that at the time. But it has gotten so much worse in such a short amount of time now, where I actually think it's really more concerning that the media themselves don't even understand that the, the principles that they once had about, you know, accepting a freedom of speech and, and the First Amendment. I don't I don't understand how they 
how they miss that. Everything they used to be for, including anti-war, it seems as though uh, the right is standing up for individual rights. They're standing up for all these things. And the left is diametrically opposed to everything they ever stood for. Yeah, the new left and the new establishment media. I mean, I, I was talking to Glenn Greenwald a couple of days ago, and it reminded me, I, 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 Glenn came to this studio in, in 2015. I remember April 2015, and we were talking a couple, that right down the, the, uh, the hallway here about what, what should we talk with Glenn Greenwald? You know, he's a big lefty, big yeah. Bernie Sanders guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, we talk about, you know, surveillance state and about, you know, the, the Snowden and Hillary Clinton being established. And it was a great interview you did with him. And it was a couple blocks, and, we, and he did some things for the website after. That was eight years ago. And that was a time that Glenn Greenwald was a regular on Chris Hayes' show on MSNBC and on CNN, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. Mm -hmm. The way that Glenn is now perceived in the press, I mean, he is like persona non grata on anywhere else in the press these days. And it's not because Glenn Greenwald changed or Matt Taibbi or Barry Weiss or you or me. We are essentially the same or or a lot of people in this audience, but the the corporate press has changed so much that a person who has the exact same ideals like Glenn Greenwald or, or others is now just completely excommunicated and assigned to places like, you know, Substack or Rumble now. And, and great, because they can accrue a big audience, but that's not them changing. That is, as I lay out and uncovered, the corporate press fundamentally changing from the way they were even five, seven years ago. I said uh, in 2007, maybe, that the media is going to come to a place to where um, government needs them, they need government, and tech is going to need both of those, too. And they're going to start getting money from the government right how long can these things last i mean they are just hemorrhaging cash yeah hemorrhaging yeah the business model has has completely changed and and that's a thing i mean if the cnn's of the world were doing everything right journalistically every single day the traditional viewer of cnn is going away and finding other outlets and so so i do think that that's some of them is heaven or hell (laughs) dying pretty quickly that's yes yes that that is the business model yeah Yeah. it's a a very old model um and a lot of it i have to say is is twitter because you know twitter has has shown in a very real way it's one of the reasons i actually love twitter is because we get to see the media treat the these this open platform like it's their diary Mm -hmm. and they can just reveal i read that in the book i loved that observation it was it was the first time you could see them, right? You know what I mean, right? And they—I don't think they understand how how you know damaging it is to the credibility of the journalists themselves and the organizations because you get to see how I, I, I describe in the book a New York Times reporter who, right after uh, uh, Governor Northam won in Virginia, described it as a the only reason as white grievance politics, and they were able to change it. This is what he just his instant analysis, right? A few days later, this is a, a news journalist, a news reporter, publishes a story talking to a dozen people, a dozen white farmers in, in the border of Virginia mm-hmm. and West Virginia, and covers the story as exactly that way. And so you see, he, he, it, if it was an opinion column, fine. But he, call, he starts with a place he already knows where he's going to go. And you can see it play out on Twitter. And then you can track that all the way. And so I, I lay out story after story like this in Uncovered, not just to, to say this is what happened, but also so the, the average American can see this is the truth. This is why it happens so and I, be better. I get this question all the time. And I know at the end of the book, you talk about, you know, things that, that the media can yeah. do and we can do. But I hear this all the time. 
I don't know how to, I don't have the resources of a staff and everything else. How do I, where do I go for the truth? And, and how do I know when I have the truth? Yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely challenging. And you're right. Most people are not like me where I'm, I'm digging into the media Correct. every single day. They don't That's have the our time. job. Exactly. Yeah. People are, have families and lives right. and like to go outside and not spend all day on Twitter. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it's really challenging, but I do think that, that it makes places like this show and the Megyn Kelly show and what's happening on Substack with people like, you know, Matt Taibbi even more valuable because they can cut through the noise and you can do it. Look, I, I, I've, I've sort of curated a Twitter feed that I trust. Okay. That, that takes time also. That's challenging. But I, I think in the absence of a corporate press that's really serving the people, and I, I don't anticipate them changing in a fundamental way anytime soon. I, I, I think that they get that there's a problem because as you mentioned, financially, there's a problem. So I get they, they understand it, but they are not going to turn this giant tanker around very fast. And so in the, in the absence of that, I think you need to find the people that you trust to cut through the noise, to give it to you straight and, and rely on them. So I feel like the IT person for the entire world uh, the, we were just talking about this. The federal government is like, it's all broke. I don't know what to do. Same with the media. Well, I don't know what to do. Have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? <laughs> Restore it to the factory settings. Any chance that they save themselves and get it in the end? I think that there's a chance. I'm generally an optimist, um, but I think it's going to take a very long time. Because honestly, it's not just that they're, it's, it's not ideological. There's so many problems with the anti-speech activists. But also, I remember, Glenn, the first time we ever met was in like 2009. It was because I was a viewer of your Fox show, not even as a fan politically, but as just a fan of television. And, and you were doing something so different and so unique at the time. That is really missing in a lot of places. I, I, it's few and far between that you get anything that's not boring, consensus, bland. They don't know how to do it. To. Yeah. They don't know how to do it. And, and that's a problem, too, because yeah. if you know exactly what the person you, you're going to tune into is going to say every day, and you also don't particularly trust that person, like on CNN or MSNBC or ABC or CBS, then you, what's the point? What's the reason? And you're right. It's going to take a full-scale reworking of the, of the entire media ecosystem to get it back into place that serves the people. Imagine how arrogant you have to be. If, you know, because when I left Fox, you know, half the country hated me. Hated me. Yeah. Um, and you can't, you can't be in that position without going, gosh, am I that person? You know? Yeah. They have, what, a 13% approval rating? That, that's, that's crazy. Nobody is a fan of any of the journalists. Um, and how arrogant do you have to be to keep getting the message that we don't agree with you and keep doubling down saying it's you, not yeah. me. And they can't dismiss it as politics either. I write about in the book, one of the polls, the independent line, I think is so important, right? The independent line and trust in the press has completely fallen off a cliff in five years. Now, what does that say? That's not people that are just hardcore MAGA fans of Trump. Correct. No, this is people that the, the, the average person who's not a overly political, may, maybe, who's not someone who you know, cares about politics every day, just wants the general news. They've lost an immense amount of trust because they don't see a place like the New York Times or a place like CNN as the boring old news anymore. Now they have a spin also. Well, I can't trust them either. That's, that's a real problem, and that's not ideological either. Steve Krakauer is uh, who I've been talking to. The name of his book is Uncovered, How the Media Got Cozy with Power, Abandoned Its Principles, and Lost the People. It really is. If you want to understand 
what's happened and how to navigate in a sea of people that you just don't trust. Steve was in the system like I was in the system. He got out of the system and now he's out of the power centers and it clears your vision. And I have to tell you, I so respect you for not using a single uh, source that is unnamed. Right. You refuse to do that, right? Talk to 26 people on the record. Everyone puts their name to it. People in the industry also. New York Times, people, former New York Times staffers really tell it to, to me straight. It, it took a lot of convincing to do that. I but bet. I think it's important because, yeah, I, I don't think people trust anonymous sources anymore either. And I have respect for people who will put their name behind what they say. Thank you so much, Steve. Thanks, Glenn. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Get the book now. It is Uncovered by Steve Krakauer. Um, I buy precious metals have since after 9-11 um, because uh, I thought the world could go insane. And uh, gee, it has gone insane. Now I buy precious metals and I have precious metals because I truly believe we are at the end of the U.S. dollar. Uh, I don't know when it's going to happen. I, I think it's going to happen before the next president. So much is going to change before the next president. We're going to be at war and we will have uh, the beginnings of a new currency or we will be at the end of this currency in the next two years. I hope I'm wrong. But if you have everything you have in currency, you know, you're you're in trouble. Because you'll you'll get your money out, but your money won't be worth anything. It's like Venezuela. You need to make sure that you have some precious metals. Please, I'm not asking you to buy a bunch of it. Just even 5%, 10% of what you have for your retirement, please protect it with metals from uh, Goldline. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldlinegut.com. The Betsy Ross Silver Round, which was designed by my good friend uh, Carol Roth, it's exclusive for Goldline clients this week only. With every Betsy Ross Silver Round you buy, you get the matching Betsy Ross Copper Round for free. These will sell out. Get them now. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. 10 seconds. Station ID. You know why? He lives here in Dallas. He's such a good guy. Why, 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 why isn't he here more frequently? I think he's a, he's got a very big show he's producing. I'm sure it's a lot of work over doing the Megan Kelly program. Really? Yeah. So he doesn't He hasn't learned how to slough off from you yet. I've been trying to teach him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You don't understand how much stuff you can ignore. Steve. Yeah, I, I mean, got to tell you, I don't even listen to the show. Yeah. He sits there and yep, 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 yep. When he looks at me, I just like uh, say something, you know, that might fit. And then I listen while he's talking. And then as soon as he turns away, you stop listening. Oh, I don't listen when you're talking. Though. That part oh, really? is not true. But the rest well, of it. How did you respond to? I'm just guessing. Random <laughs> response. I'm like AI. AI. I've got chat GPT internally now. Yeah, that's and really I just, good. Whatever really is good. said in the room. No, it's that's uh, he's he's you know the the book is really good and it goes through not only um, a bunch of the big media controversy, the Hunter Biden laptop being a great example of it. Um, he goes through that, like, it, you know, all sorts of detail, but also a lot of the, these smaller stories that you don't really remember. Like, you know, he goes into a lot of detail. One of the one of the stories was the Sharon Osbourne situation. Mm-hmm. Remember when mm-hmm. she got fired? And like, I kind of remember that. And it kind of, you know, it, some of it was familiar, but like all of the details of that story, it's completely bonkers. They have the other hosts on tape saying they didn't even feel the way they said they felt on the air and still she got fired 
It's crazy. You know, and it's story after story like that. And, and you know, he, he, he mentions in the book something the effect of like, you know, he said he comes at it a little bit differently than I do, I think, which is like, he's like, I love the media, but I want them to be better. I want to help them get better. Yeah. And like, that's a good approach. It would be nice if we could get to a place where the media I'd just wasn't constantly antagonistic. I know. I'd, I'd, I'd support that, too, if I yeah. thought it was possible. Yeah, it, it just does not, feel like a heavy just lift. not possible. <laughs> I just don't think that'll ever, ever happen. And hey, good for us. Go to the Blaze TV. Sign up now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. All kinds of information and people you can trust. We admit when we're wrong. The Glenn Back Program. All right. Never comes at a good time. But uh, the absolute worst is when that check engine light goes on and you go in and it is actually something. You know? And that usually happens just about when you're like, I think we're going to be able to save enough money for a vacation. You're starting to think, yeah, I can feel the sand between my toes. Check engine light. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. When you're sitting on the side of the road waiting for the tow truck to show up, wondering what the repairs your car going to cost. If you only had Car Shield, you may not be worrying about it. Car Shield offers affordable protection plans to fit every budget for the big stuff. You know, when you have a when you have a chip going down, that could be $3,000. It's crazy. Crazy. The costly repairs, they'll take care of. I want you to look at all of the warranties. Pick out the one that fits for you, but you have lots of options. And please, this is like, uh, you know, having catastrophic health care for your car. Car Shield, 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. CarShield.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck. Save 20% right now. CarShield.com slash Beck. An antidote to what's going on in the media. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. All right, I want to... I want to alert you first. This is a conspiracy theory. This isn't happening. No joke, folks. I'm telling you, it's like my pop used to say. Don't listen to these crazies like Glenn Beck. They always will tell you things that sure turn out to be true, but they're conspiracy theories. No joke. I ain't kidding. Um, The World Health Organization and the WEF and our CDC and the Biden administration and administrations all over the world are just chomping at the bit to hand your sovereignty over to the WHO. Now, the WHO and the World uh, Economic Forum and all the rest of these wonderful cats, they all have uh, they've all decided that. The world would be a safer place for the next pandemic, which I thought these were 100-year events. Let them worry about it in 100 years. I just <laughs> uh, For the next pandemic that could be coming at any time, um, that the World Health Organization needs to be in charge of the entire globe's response. Because they had some stragglers last time, some people who disagreed with them, and they just need to be able to coordinate everything at the World Health Organization. And I think all Americans feel like if we just would have had that guy from Nigeria that was uh, in bed with China running everything here, oh, it would have been so much better. Frankly, between the two, I'll stick with Fauci. Thank you. That's saying something. Yeah. Now, let me go to Daniel Horowitz. 
who is the author <laughs> of The Rise of the Fourth Reich, uh, which talks a lot about uh, the fascistic uh, kind of policies from the CDC and Fauci. Um, tell me, can you point people to the evidence where they can find all of this? Because I, I know it because I've been following it, but... I also see when you search this, it's all, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. That's not happening. You know, you know Glenn, it's, it's so funny. When Steve and I wrote The Rise of the Fourth Reich, uh, you know, we thought this would per- perhaps be over with by now. Mm. But I guess you and I have aged 100 years. We're already on to the next one. Right. So, l- l- let's just zoom back and see what's going on here. We thought this is all kind of over. I mean, everyone says, you know, no one's dying from COVID anymore. We should go back to our lives. But they have ICD-10 codes to track recalcitrant people that don't want to get vaccinated. They take the COVID shots, despite everything that came out about it, they put it on the child immunization schedule. Then they work on this COVID uh, pandemic treaty or international health regulations to synchronize our response. Then we start, after we hear that the Wuhan lab indeed was the source of the virus and it is synthetic, which we always knew, well, now we have people getting bird flu in Cambodia and China that somehow that jumped to mammals and now evidently even human beings really quickly. Oh, and there's also Marburg's the hemorrhagic fever that is in Guinea-Bissau, if you could believe that. Um, They're going around spreading polio throughout Africa with this live attenuating polio virus. Oh, and then whatever happened with those bio labs in Ukraine Mm. where we were told in October 2016 they were studying surveillance and diagnostic of dangerous zoonotic diseases right. such as avian influenza and then the ceo of metabiota nathan wolf who runs those biolabs that a year later we still don't hear about what they're doing and where they stand in august 1st 2014 in time magazine he predicted well you know there's going we're going to be blindsided by these things coming around like coronavirus and other influenzas, and there's unidentified viruses in animal reservoirs, among which almost certainly is a virus that we'd have no capacity to understand. And I I think this is the important thing. A lot of people hear about Wuhan, and it's like ho-hum, it's anticlimactic. We knew that already. But what's important is... It's still going on. If this were natural, then you could say, ah, maybe these guys are just really good at their trade. What do they call it? Pandemic insurance? the PREDICT program from USA. Man, these guys are good at what they do, predicting it. But it was synthetic. So how the heck were they able to predict all of that? And then they have the legal structure in place. Oh, and one more thing, Glenn, I left out of the, I can't believe I forgot this, two more provisions. There's a provision in the omnibus to, you guessed it, authorize the FDA to block off-label use of therapeutics and they're rushing Pfizer's um, RSV shot for seniors who never die from RSV. And the panel of the FDA advisory board that voted seven to four to recommend it all admitted the data stinks. There's problems with Guillain-Barre. Someone even died in the GSK version of it, their trial. It's all good. It, let's get this out on the market. We'll have post-surveillance, post-marketing surveillance. And you're looking at this and each element of what we all went through, the gain of function, the blocking of treatment, the centralized control and surveillance, and the dangerous, needless therapeutics, they're not only not walking away from it, they are reloading. 
Oh, they are re- reloading. And the WHO is um, talking about this structure. And our State Department is about to sign this treaty. Um, and many say, I believe this to be uh, the case, that this will sign away our sovereignty on these medical issues that you'll have to fight against. I mean, the WHO doesn't have teeth yet, um, but if it ever gains teeth, you're done. And there is one state that is taking this on. And I think this is the perfect bill. This should be just cut, copied, and paste uh, and run through every state house. Um, it is a uh, bill HB 0413, and it states the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the World Health Organization shall have no jurisdiction in Wyoming uh, and any requirements, mandates, recommendations, instructions or guidance provided by either organization shall not be used in this state to justify any mask, vaccine, medical testing requirements, and shall have no force or effect in Wyoming. That's fantastic. Absolutely that was fantastic. That bill I, I helped write. It was inspired. It's one of the action items in the book that Steve and I wrote that we wanted it to be forward-looking. The way to fight globalism is with localism. Yep. It, it is the fact that you need, look, we have... Republicans in control of half these state governments. It should be a no-brainer baseline view. This is a baseline. It's a pro-life issue. After everything we've been through, we must prevent any CDC or WHO public health regulations from being promulgated in the state. But I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, Glenn, you might think with a 57 to 5 Republican majority in that House, this thing would sail through. But in fact, it failed 29-32. Those are the five most... Impactful Democrats in the country. Um, They got half the Republicans and those five Democrats. And and, and let me just say this. It wasn't just this bill. We have failed to pass a single bill rectifying mass mandates, vaccine mandates, um, emergency powers, anything in the state of Wyoming and many other red states, by the way, in in, in the third third straight consecutive legislative session it is shocking i guess glenn it's got to get worse i guess it wasn't bad enough what we went through i have to tell you these red states um that just think they're safe because they've got all or we are well we're a republican state you don't understand progressivism progressives that it came that party came from a republican okay it has uh its its roots in both parties and uh, and that's why you're not that's why you're getting the same old, same old from a lot of these Republicans. And Texas is this way. Wyoming is this way. Utah is this way to where a lot of these peoples, you know, we used to call them rhinos. They're they're It's dangerous. You know, a rhinoceros or is it a hippo is one of the most dangerous animals on the planet. Um, and you don't think of it. I think it's a hippo. You don't think of it as being real dangerous, but they're fast. Uh, they're, they're, they'll kill you quickly. Um, that's, that's really, we don't have rhinos. We have hippos and they are stomping on the rights of people. These states have got to clean house against the Republicans that are voting down freedom bills. 
These, if you don't take care of those uh, red states, you got nothing. You got nothing. You got nothing. I mean, a lot of people talk about national divorce, and I'm a big fan of that. But you need something to divorce with. Um, you need to make red states red again. And the problem is it's not only that they're voting down bad stuff. We still have to play defense in a number of these states. The red states are actually leading on the green energy scam with the carbon capture and solar and wind. I mean, you got that in Texas and spades. They're bragging about how they're the biggest renewable energy uh, state. And that sure did a lot in the 2021 uh, uh, winter crisis when over 700 people died and that grid failed. Um, you have this carbon capture eminent domain in the Dakotas and Iowa taking place now. We're losing the bills to prevent that. You have just yesterday uh, the first bill in the entire country that will grease the skids for uh, central bank uh, digital currency passed South Dakota, HB 1193, the House and the Senate. And, you know, because all the big banks are headquartered there, and I think that's why they they targeted South Dakota. I mean, hopefully Christy Nome will veto Veto that bill. I you got to call Christy Noble. You got to call her office and tell her to veto that bill. Um, I, I have got to run, but I'd love to have you uh, back on, um, Daniel, because you're you're just so up on all of the facts on this. I really appreciate it. What we've been talking about is a new treaty with the World Health Organization that will promote global health equity. Okay, now if this passes. Uh, it is going to be, it'll be a death sentence if there is a pandemic for millions of Americans. The United States, if we sign on to this, will be obligated to hand over 20% of our medical supplies, including diagnostic tests, antiviral medications, and vaccines. We have to turn it over to the WHO, and they will distribute it as they see fit throughout the world and it's article 10 of this is it's real time it's not oh we've got this vaccine you guys take care of yourself so you can make more no 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 it's real time you got something that the world needs we take it from you right now it's not american people or you know people of other countries first this is insanity if absolutely insanity it's got to stop. It is a, uh, a treaty that Joe Biden is negotiating right now with the World Health Organization. We will keep you up to speed on this, but it's going to have to be approved by the Senate and hopefully it will not pass. But they are pushing hard for this. We'll keep an eye on it for you. How happy are you with your cell phone provider? Does your service come at a reasonable rate? Do you get good customer service when you need it? And by the way, is your uh, mobile uh, provider one of those woke companies that donate some of your money to things that you strongly disagree with? Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. The BBC just did an expose on them and how they are getting themselves involved in the school board meetings. And they're, they're, they're standing up for the right of free speech and the right to life. When the BBC is doing a, a, a documentary expose on an American cell phone company that most Americans haven't heard, you know they are hitting the target. They provide great service, they will save you money, and they are hitting the target. They are standing for things that we all believe in. 
and they're putting their money and their time where their mouth is. 100% U.S.-based customer service team will make your switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call them at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Beck. Save money, get great service, PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Yesterday, uh, Stu mentioned you don't want to ever meet your heroes. You never want to meet the famous people that you think because they'll usually disappoint you. I don't find that universally true, but a lot of times true. And we were talking about how my wife and I, I took my wife to a B.B. King concert and she fell asleep. She did not like the blues. And uh, and I'm like, it's B.B. King. How can you fall asleep? I'm really tired. It's B.B. King. We went backstage to meet him. And uh, I said, BB didn't even look at me. Now, I found the pictures yesterday. Okay, so if you're a Blaze TV subscriber, and I'm sure we'll post this later. This is, no, start with the other one where I'm first meeting him. No, no, that one. Okay. Yeah. I'm first meeting him. Notice he's not looking up at me. No. Okay. He's not looking. I, I'm, maybe I'm handing him a pin or I'm yes. shaking his hand or something. But that's, that's as good as it got with me. Then he did look up and he, he saw my wife, my then girlfriend, and he said, oh, my gosh, sit over here with BB. Sit on BB's lap. She didn't sit on his lap, but she pulled a <laughs> chair right next to him. Now, look at he's looking in the camera. He's smiling. Oh, yeah. He likes he's BB King. Oh, yeah. Okay? Uh, he's got a hottie next to him. Mm-hmm. Now play this one. My wife said, you got to get a picture with him. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'd like one. Uh, but he wouldn't even look at me. She's like, just sit in the chair next to him. <laughs> That's the only picture I could get from BB King. I mean, the good thing is you're both looking in the same direction. Yes. Uh, but that's yes. not, not at, at the other. camera mm-hmm. and not at each other. No. No. He's signing a guitar for you. Yes. And um, uh, and uh, that's it. Well, maybe he was upset you didn't offer to sit on his lap. No. No? No. 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 I mean, can you imagine Glenn saying to someone... Come over here and sit on my lap. That you don't know. Come over here and sit on my lap. I only, is... The only person I would imagine says says that is literally Joe Biden. I y- could you know hear what? him Look. actually say that. Well, and Santa. But Santa, except yeah. for those three, you know what I mean? B.B. King, Joe Biden, and, and Santa. Santa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just look at this. Uh, go back to the picture of me. Uh, like uh, The picture of me. There it is. Okay. I haven't improved much with age, but I also didn't get any better looking younger. Mm-hmm. Look at my wife. Why did she ever go out with me? I have no so idea. So far, I'm so far out of her league. It's been a, I mean, we've had we have a whole podcast coming out on that question coming up in a couple of weeks. It's going to be a 14 part series. Why did Tanya ever get with Glenn? How did that? It's not Blaze. How, how Radio did this Network. Glenn Back program. Turn around on me.